If you have a desire to do some extraordinary things in the kingdom of God, you're going to need the power of the Holy Ghost working in your life and through your life to do that. You can't make that up. You can't just do it on your own strength. You can't do it on your own power. That's why some of us are tired and frustrated. We've been working on our own strength and our own power and our own understanding and our own intelligence and we just say, this ain't working, eh? I've been doing all this work and I don't see any results. That's because you don't have the power. It was Jesus who told his disciples to go to Jerusalem and stay there until they receive power from on high. Jesus Christ knew that if we were going to accomplish the things that he wanted us to accomplish as believers, we're going to need the power from on high. This is Jerry G. Martin. Join us as we share these messages on the power of the Holy Ghost. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Jesus said, go there and you wait until I send that gift. They were all together in one place. I want you to put yourself in this place. Now, it's 120 people up in this room, and they've been there for days not knowing exactly what was going to happen and how it was going to happen, what the experience was going to be like. All they said is Jesus told us to do that. He told us not to leave. Somebody was getting ready to leave and somebody else said, he, he said, don't leave. Well, but I'm, I've been here a while, but he said, don't leave. Are you going to leave or are you going to stay? Well, I'm going to stay. They were all together in one place. Verse 2 says, suddenly... A sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Now, just think about it. You've been there for days and days and you've been praying and all of a sudden it seemed like a hurricane or a tornado is coming. You know, people that have heard tornadoes say it sounds like a train coming. A violent wind, that wind began to, to blow and they're saying, wait a minute, something's about to happen. I don't know what it is, but something is about to happen. They're not the only ones that heard that sound because other people were out there and they gathered around outside a big old crowd of people. And he said, suddenly a sound came and they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest upon each of them. And all, this is verse four, you need to underline this in your Bible. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the King James says and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. How many of them were filled? All, all of them. Come on, say all of them. All. Every one of them. Come on, say every one of them. Now that's important because he left nobody out. If you were obedient enough to obey him and stay, you were filled. Didn't matter how old you were. If you were a young person, you were filled. If you were an old person, you were filled. If you was a man, you were filled. If you was a woman, you were filled. If you was intelligent, you were filled. If you were struggling in your education, you were filled. Everybody who was obedient was filled. He wanted them all to have power. You know, I grew up in the Pentecostal church where we believe that you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking with tongues. But as I think about this message, the emphasis of those old saints was tongues 
and not power. So they just said, have you spoke with tongues? But the tongues were just an indication that the Spirit has come. Jesus didn't go over there and say, go wait until you are endued with tongues. He said, go over there and wait till you got some power. So people spoke with tongues and they forgot about the power. But it was the power is what God wanted them to have. Uh, You need to have power to get done what needs to be done in this world. And you stay there until you get some power. He's talking to Peter who denied him just a few weeks earlier and said, no, I don't know him. I don't know that man. I don't know that man. He ran away when Jesus was being arrested. Peter hunkered down and said, I'm afraid. I don't, I'm not with him. No, not, not me, not me. But after he was filled, he had power to get out publicly and begin to declare the name of Jesus Christ and declare that they crucified him and he was raised from the dead. That same Peter had power. So there's something to be said for the unity of the believers being in one place all at the same time. They were obedient. They were together in their expectation. They were together in their prayer and they were together in receiving. When that wind came, they knew what was coming. They knew where it came from. It came from heaven and filled the room and they saw everyone who stayed Everyone who was obedient received power. That power is for everyone. That power is available today. And some people have come and said, Lord, fill me with your spirit in Jesus' name. Okay, well, let me go to something else. Uh, Somebody may be filled immediately, but you might have to wait a little longer. He said, you wait until you are filled with power because if you earnestly in your heart you are ready and you want to receive you're going to be filled he has no respect to a person why did this person get filled and I didn't well you just need to ask him just wait and say Lord fill me with your spirit I'm available I'm ready he said you ain't ready to do nothing that's why you ain't filled I'm ready God I'm yours I'm available do with me what you want to do with me if you want me to wait for 10 days I'll wait for 10 days I'm obedient to you God said I can use that one right now fill them up all of them were filled with the Holy Ghost This tells us that all who stayed were filled and received. The disciples received, the other believers received, the men received, the women received, the young people, the old people. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And secondly, they all spoke in tongues. God filled them all and God used them all. Can you see what's going on in there? 120 people all just receiving all at the same time, having this experience they've never had before. They are in, in due with power. They have a refreshing. They have a filling up from the inside, that Holy Spirit welling up on the inside of them. And they were speaking in tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Nobody had to say, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Nobody had to say that. What a wonderful time. What a crazy time that was in that place. It was so crazy that they spilled on outside. They began to praise God. 
The coming of the Holy Ghost was such a dynamic and amazing event. They scattered out into the street and other folk who were out there in the street heard them and they said, what's going on over there? What's going on up in there? Something is going on. Hey, can you see what's happening over there? You know, they used to have such good church with the power of God coming in that people used to just come and say, let's go in there and see what's going on. Those folks are having something going on over there. But we've got to the point where we're so scripted. We've got to the point where we're, we, we just want you to be so convenient that we're just going to get you in and get you out in just a few moments. You don't have to stay here long. Just come on in for just a few moments. You'll be out of here in 48 minutes. That's a church without power. This ought to be the place where the sick come and get healed. This ought to be the place where the bound come and get loose. This ought to be the place where a sinner man will run to the altar and say, what must I do to be saved? There were people in Jerusalem from all over the world with different languages. That passage tells us there were residents from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Asia. They were from Egypt, Libya, from Rome, and there were Arabs. And they said, hey, we can hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own languages. We can hear these people. They're not private, they are public, and they are displaying, and they are praising, and I can hear them when they're speaking in tongues, they're speaking my own language, and I hear them doing what? Praising God, glorifying God. Something must be happening in that place. Folks come to church, ain't nothing happening. We'll sing two fast songs, one slow song. We'll give you a, a poem and a few little words of encouragement and take your offering. You can go on home and come back next week. Let's do the same thing over again. What about the hurting? What about the, those that are, uh, uh, got hurts and habits and hang-ups? The folks were saying in verse 12, they were amazed and perplexed. One of them asked another, what is going on here? What does all of this mean? They were wondering what's going on with people. They said, hey, it's nine o'clock in the morning. They're drunk already. Look at them. It's a big party going on over there. It's something happening. They, they, they're going crazy over there. When the last time somebody came in church and said, look at them folks over there, man, they, they're going crazy over there. Boy, they're shouting and jumping and praising God, and somebody's on the floor. Somebody got up and said, I just got healed. Somebody got up and said, I just got delivered. Somebody brought their dr drugs and put them on the, on the altar and said, God just delivered me from that. We don't see that no more. Why? Because the church has no power. The sinner can come up in church and sit down and cross his legs. Not feel convicted at all. We don't want to offend anybody with the word of God. We just want you to know that God loves you all. And this is a place where we accept all people with all kinds of things and everything going on. So just come in and enjoy as you are. But when the power of God comes, he convicts people of sin. He convicts you of your lifestyle. He convicts you of all of that. We don't have to get on your case. The Holy Ghost will get on your case and straighten you out. They said, these folks are drunk. What's wrong with them? I can hear them talking in my language. I don't know, know how to know how to do that. What's going on with them? Peter got up. He said, these men ain't drunk as you suppose. It's just nine o'clock in the morning, but this is that that the prophet Joel said in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh 
He says, I'm going to pour out my spirit and God has poured out his spirit on all flesh then and he wants to pour it out on all flesh now. Your sons and your daughter are going to prophesy. Your young men will see vision. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. You think God doesn't want to do that again? He wants to do that when somebody says, I want to be filled. I want all you have for me. Those days are these days. God poured out his spirit then and he's pouring out his spirit now to those who will believe and to those who will receive. Peter preached that message. He preached the message of the resurrection. Y'all killed him, he got up. He's alive and well. Verse 37, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? You know, the Holy Ghost comes so he can minister and reach people. We can talk to folks all we want to to try to convince them to come to God, but without the power of God, they ain't moving. But when you have the power of God, all you got to do is give them the gospel. The Bible said they were cut to the heart by the Holy Ghost and said, what do we need to do? He said, repent. The message of Jesus Christ has never changed. His purpose for those who would believe on him and follow him was for us to be engaged in the ministry of reaching others for the kingdom of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever would believe on him would not perish but shall have everlasting life. He wants to use us through the power of prayer and through the power of the Holy Ghost to be effective witnesses for his kingdom. This is Jerry G. Martin, and if you would like to hear today's message again, you can hear it on our podcast on The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. That's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. And let me take this opportunity as well to invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday in person at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in North Houston, Atascacita, Fall Creek, Summer Creek, Kingwood, you're in our neighborhood. So come on out and be our guest. We trust that God will bless your time with us. I also want to let you know that we do have a bookstore on our campus. At the Beacon Bookstore, you can get Bibles, study materials, church supplies, communion supplies, or whatever you need. If we don't have it, we can order it for you. It's right here on our campus at the Light of the World. Call the Beacon at 281 281- 441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. If you heard the word of God and you would desire someone to stand with you in prayer, call us at 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.